Shalom, shalom. Welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the spirit. Shabbat shalom here in the land of Israel. What a blessing it is to come together to lift up the name of Yeshua, to stand upon his promises, knowing that his promises are yes and amen. I appreciate you all putting up with me yesterday, <laughs> trying to speak with this uh all sort of thing on my tongue. Anyway, getting through it, still uh, going through a little bit, but bear with me. What I love about coming together is we can just be family and just do life together and, you know, press in, whatever it takes. Let's press in together and see his kingdom come and his will done. I'm looking forward to sharing with you tonight as we come into this Sabbath. And I just want to read from... Uh, portion in the book of Mark and we're just going to stand on these promises are you ready to be edified and built up in the spirit because that's what we are here to do let me just take a moment to give a few shout outs we've got overflowing grace joining with us we've got Clint in uh, Trinidad welcome good to see you we've got Lola in Florida Uh, Lola I saw on your Facebook what happened in Miami with that uh, apartment block coming down Definitely keeping them in prayer. That's just such a tragedy of what's taking place there. I haven't seen any updates since I saw your post, but we're definitely praying. Uh, We've got B joining with us from Texas. We've got Cassandra still in Ohio. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Yogi in Mississippi. We have Gerda in uh, Belgium. Good to see you. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise the name of Yeshua. Okay, so if you are tuning in, just give us a shout out. Let us know you're watching. I can always go back and look at the comments later as well. Um, Just making sure that we are set up properly on um, YouTube just to make sure those feeds are there. Just bear with me one second as we just double check that it's on the right platform there. Uh, I think that sets it there, so that's good. All right, so, yeah, we'll just press in with some prayer as we get ready to start right now. And let's just get to the Word. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the Sabbath rest. I thank you for my brothers and sisters who are in preparation. For those uh, in Australia, we speak blessing over them already walking in the Sabbath. As they wake up in the morning, that they'll be blessed and encouraged today. And we ask, Father, that as we open up the Scripture, that your Word will come alive to us. We rejoice that you have sent us the Ruach HaKodesh, that we are not on our own. We have the Counselor, that we will be led and directed by the Spirit. And that's something that we just get so excited about, Father, and we just enjoy being in your presence. So as we spend time today, we ask for your fire to fall upon our lives. It doesn't matter what we go through or what we face that we can know you are here in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go to the book of Mark. And, you know, before we go to the book of Mark, I just want to proclaim one of my favorite scriptures in Matthew chapter 11. It says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, it's not just the unsaved that struggle with the yokes of life and 
We've got to identify uh, that when we go through tough times and when we're in situations that require, uh, you know, spiritual support, that we will come to Yeshua, the Mashiach, and recognize that he is everything that we need. And we stand upon his promises, which are yes and amen. And, you know, we're in relationship with him and we can continually come to him. It's a call for discipleship. It's a call for a change of life. It's a call to walk in the presence of a mighty Elohim. Hallelujah. So just enjoy that scripture as we come into the rest of Sabbath. What do we like to do when we come into Sabbath? Lay down everything that this week has thrown at us. We just want to stop right now and say, Father, we just commit this time to you. And, you know, the world can keep on spinning, doing all its stuff, but we want to take time out and spend it in the presence of a mighty God. We love you, Father, for what you do during this time. And these Sabbaths, listen, I've been in ministry for many years. It wasn't until I came to the land of Israel that I started to keep Sabbath, you know, on the, the seventh day. Uh, it was really quite interesting because we talked about Sabbath rest and the ministry for, you know, decades. But the reality was maybe we'd take a Monday off because we're always preaching and traveling. Um, but those Mondays off were not a, a rest where it was an appointed time in the presence of Elohim. It was the day you cut the grass. It was the day you tried to do all the things that you couldn't do at other times. And I know many of you are thinking, well, Kenny Russell cut the grass. No, I didn't cut the grass. <laughs> My wife cuts the grass. Well, back in the UK, she did anyway. So anyway, I have a go at cutting the grass here in Israel. It's actually okay. I can do it. I can handle it. No problem at all. <laughs> anyway, I'm not the green finger one in the family, that's for sure. So we are entering into the rest. We cast our cares on Yahovah. We know he cares for us. We know that it's time to walk in discipleship. What things can we learn in the presence of Yahovah today? And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the miraculous times and the experiences that we have in the presence of Yahovah when we are in that place of rest. Miracles happen in the place of rest. And it's just those Pharisees and Sadducees, you know those ones, you know, they get offended. You know, what do you mean Yeshua's going to heal on the Sabbath? Things are going to happen on the Sabbath. They get offended at that. But I want to open up a scripture on the feeding of the 5,000 here. And as we read through this, it's not a Sabbath, but we know what the apostles are going through. And, you know, Yeshua is saying it's time for us to come aside and take some rest. It's been a busy time. And, you know, our Sabbath is what? To come aside with Yeshua and appointed time, a holy convocation with him. So let, let's read from verse, <coughs> from verse 13. The apostles gathered around Yeshua... And reported to him all that had um, all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going, they didn't even have a chance to eat. He said to them, Yeshua speaking, "Come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest." So they went away with them. They went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from the towns uh, and got there ahead of them. Now, you know, I lived at the Galilee, you know, the shore of the Galilee. So it's not like you can go out and hide somewhere. 
<laughs> I can just picture them running. You know, the boat's out there. They're heading to a solitary place, and they're all running along the shore in the same direction that the boat is going so that they can get there and uh, hear more from Yeshua. So verse 34, When Yeshua landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. And this is what the Father wants us to get to. He wants us to get to a place where we recognize the needs of others. And even when we're exhausted, even when we're going through tough times and, you know, we feel like we haven't got the energy or the the strength, when we recognize what other people are going through, it's a supernatural strength that comes upon us. And Yeshua, what did he say? They're like sheep without a shepherd. And he thought they need to hear the word of life, the words of truth. So he started teaching them many things. And by this time, it was late in the day. So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to surrounding countrysides and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, (coughs) you give them something to eat. (laughs) And they said to him, that would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? So they're identifying this act that you are uh, calling us to do. It's the equivalent of eight months' wage. And, you know, we just came to this solitary place for what purpose? To rest and just have a little bite to eat ourselves, have a little bit of chill-out time with Yeshua the Messiah, and guess what? Now Yeshua wants them to feed this whole crowd. And, you know, uh, how much bread, what's that going to take? How, you know, what type of uh, provision will it take to feed and Uh, to be able to satisfy this crowd. Yeshua says in verse 38, How many loaves do you have? He asked, Go and see. When they found out, they said, We've got five loaves and two fish. There was only one kid that came prepared with uh, a pack of sandwiches. You know, it just reminds me of David going to his brother, uh, you know, dealing with Goliath. There he is taking that pack of sandwiches for his brother's you know, just in case they forgot, it looks like the, these uh, Jewish people will forget to take their lunch with them whenever they go. But there's one little boy, he's got five little loaves and two little fish. Then Yeshua directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the grass. Um, so they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Take the five loaves and the two fish, uh, taking the five loaves and the two fish, Looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and set them before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. This is what we do at Sabbath. At that meal, we take the loaves and we bless them. And we thank the Father for the provision that he has for us. And that's what we're seeing here that he is asking the Father to bless the provision. And it doesn't matter what you have. The question is, do you? what do you have in your hands? Will you allow the Father to bless it? And when you see the blessings of Yahovah coming upon your provision, coming upon your food, 
you can see the multiplication of what the Father wants to do within our lives. So the disciples, they just thought they were going to have a rest and a little bit of downtime in a solitary place. And guess what happens? It moves into an incredible, miraculous time in the presence of Yahovah. And what we learn from Yeshua is so powerful Yeshua is seeing through the eyes of the Spirit. And this representation that's taking place here is incredible. So he takes the, the five loaves, he takes the, the two fish, he lifts the loaves up to heaven, he gives thanks, he breaks the loaves, then he gives it to the disciples, they set it before the people, he also divides the fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. That's 5,000 men and women and children. That's 25,000 people on average ate of that incredible meal. And what do we experience with this meal? We recognize that Yeshua is the bread of life and that he brings forth the provision that the people need. And just as the manna came forth in the wilderness, what are we witnessing here? The manifestation of the kingdom on earth. So it doesn't matter about the laws in the natural realm. It doesn't matter what is stated in this realm. When we bring the kingdom, we bring the authority of heaven on earth. And this is what Yeshua wants us to operate in. He doesn't care if you have provision when he calls you. He doesn't care if you have the ability. The question is, will you take what you have and ask him to bless it? And that's the difference. That's what brings forth the miracles. And we see Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 18. He says, there's one coming like me. You must shamar, you must listen to him. And the one who is like Moshe is Yeshua of Nazareth. And all these um, uh, rabbinical uh, anti-missionary type organizations, they get so offended at the work of Yeshua as if all he's doing is coming against the Pharisees and Sadducees and coming against the Jewish way of life. No, he's coming against what is of the flesh, not what is of the spirit. We see so many times how people get offended. And one of the offenses I want to bring up is found in the book of John chapter 21. Uh, No, it's not John 21. Where is it? Let me just find it. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter 14. Let's go there. I want to read a scripture from there. Thank you, Father. Just the first few verses of this chapter. It says, One Sabbath when Yeshua went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was uh, being carefully watched. (laughs) You've got the Pharisees and Sadducees try to take notes on every movement. Is Yeshua going to make a mistake? Is he going to do something that we can nail him with? They're watching him carefully. Not because they love him or care about him, because they want to destroy him. (laughs) There in front of him was a man suffering with dropsy. Yeshua asked the Pharisee and the experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him away. Then he asked them, if one of you 
had a son or an ox that falls into the well on a Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull him out? And they had nothing to say. Why? Because they were adding laws to the law. They were putting fences round the fences. And, you know, what was happening in that place, it was causing, uh, you know, it, it was causing a yoke that uh, was from religion instead of the yoke that Yeshua brings that we read about in Matthew chapter 11. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So as we come into Sabbath, one of the blessings of Sabbath is recognizing the yoke of Yeshua and recognizing the provision of Yeshua. Allow the blessings of our Heavenly Father uh, to be upon the work of our hands, the things that we have done, the provisions that we have, as we lift up what we have before the Father and say, Father, will you use this to bring blessing of your kingdom, (coughs) to bring forth your miracles, to bring forth your transformation. So what happens after these uh, thousands of people are fed in the book of Mark? This is immediately Yeshua made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to Bethsaida. Well, he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on the mountainside to pray. And, uh, you know, I love going up on the mountainsides on the edge of the Canaret, the Galilee, just looking over the water and just rejoicing in what a mighty Elohim we have. And Yeshua goes up to the mountainside to pray. Uh, when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was um, he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining on the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down, and they were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Uh, Their hearts were hardened. They weren't getting hold of the message that was being delivered. So what do we see in this portion? We see, you know, that... You know, the miraculous move of Yeshua. And what does he do? He went up onto that mountainside. He took time in the presence of Yehovah to pray. What happens when we understand what it truly means to live in the presence of Yehovah? We will see the signs and wonders and miracles. We'll receive the direction of Yehovah. We will minister in the right way that we are called to minister. Hallelujah. So I want you to turn to John chapter 21 and verse 1. And uh, it's talking about the disciples. This is after his resurrection. Where is Yeshua? He is risen. Hallelujah. He is risen from the dead. Hallelujah. He sits at the right hand of the Father. And this is during the time when he's walking the earth after the resurrection. Afterwards, Yeshua appeared again to the disciples by the sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter, uh, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, 
and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Yeshua stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Yeshua. He called out to them, friends, haven't uh, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. What's taking place? We're seeing the provision that comes out of the place of hearing from Yeshua. My sheep know my voice. Yeshua wants to speak to us. He wants us to know the voice of the Spirit, to know his voice, to walk in these ways. Verse 7, then the disciples whom Yeshua loved uh, said to Peter, that's John speaking because it's the book of John. It's the, it's the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garments around him for he had taken them off. He jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals, and there was fish on it and some bread. Yeshua said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. Simon Peter climbed aboard and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many in the net, was not the net was not torn. Yeshua said to them, come and have some breakfast. So what are we witnessing here? We're witnessing the provision of Yahovah, that when we think, even after the resurrection, here's the disciples, they're, they're doing things and they're not having fruitfulness. And what is it that brings forth fruitfulness within our lives? The fruitfulness of our lives comes from fellowshipping in the presence of Yeshua. And I just want to say to you today on this Sabbath, as we get ready to have and enjoy this Sabbath rest, I want to encourage you. Take time to bless what you have before the Father and ask the Father to multiply uh, back to you so that you can make a difference for the kingdom of Yahovah. Sow seeds into the kingdom of Yahovah because we know it is time for his kingdom to come. It's time for signs, wonders, and miracles. We want to see the supernatural. That's my desire. I don't know what your desire is, but my desire is to see the kingdom of Yahovah manifest on the earth. So let's say together as we come into this Sabbath, Father, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So we want the daily bread from Yahovah, but we first have to recognize who he is. We praise his name. And in the place of praising and worshiping a mighty Elohim, you and I are going to witness signs and wonders and miracles. So as you come into this rest, be prepared for miracles. 
want to thank you for watching. Shabbat Shalom. I hope you're blessed and encouraged. Please email me, Kenny, at buildthoseoffaith.com. If you want to support the ministry and sow into the ministry and sow into the work of bringing the kingdom to this generation, go to buildthoseoffaith.com and you will see the give option there. And you can give in your own currency from wherever you're watching. Thanks for joining with us. Until tomorrow, Shabbat Shalom.